0: People, what's up, man? I'm your boy, Chris J. All the sports and Leslie back, People, this is my first podcast of 2022. What a time to be alive. People, I'm so excited today. First podcast. I always bring the heat. I always keep it real, people. And people, of course, y'all know I love the sports. I'm going to talk about what's going on in the NFL, NBA, people. People, it's certain topics I'm going to talk about with A, B nba nfl and all the above people ready to get it on let's go now people i must start with antonio brown because he is the trend you know what happened on sunday versus the jets what he did you know with quitting on his team you know with um with just walking off the field taking his pads off taking his shirt off throwing his glove to the fans Running to the locker room, throwing his hands up, throwing the deuces up. A.B. said he's done. Then last night, Antonio Brown at the Brooklyn Nets game. Front row, got the shades on, styling and profiling, just chilling. And I'm looking like, man, A.B. is something else. Man, Antonio Brown, he just didn't care. He just didn't care. Like he said, he, he is a super gremlin. That's what he is. A super gremlin. Super gremlin is Antonio Brown. That's what he is. Hey, and, and I can say this. What he did, obviously, was wrong. I I completely don't agree with it because I feel like even if you had a disagreement with Tom Brady or Bruce Aarons or whoever's on the Buccaneers staff, I felt like you didn't have to do it during the middle of the game. Quit on your team and leave. So I feel like the Bucs, they should definitely... Re- of su- suspend him and then cut him in the off season because what he did was uncalled for it's a way you be a professional and he did not hold himself as a true professional but ab has always had issues over the years doing this so i will say this by ab great talent great talent he's an all-time great receiver he's a hall of famer based on his numbers what and what he's done Antonio Brown is a Hall of Fame receiver. I call it how I see it. They can get say he may not get in because of his character, but based on numbers and production, oh, my God, he's a first ballot easy because you can argue for the past four or five seasons, he probably was the best receiver in all the NFL, just saying. But I ain't really talking to he, talk about stats, about A.B.'s career, what he's done on the field. I'm going to talk about A.B. just as the man. Based on what I've seen with Antonio Brown, he's a great receiver. Yes. But growing up, you know, people, when I was growing up, you know, my parents, my, my, my grandparents, my aunties, people I grew up around, you know, growing up. And just being around friends, too. One thing that that my parents always said, son, character will take you a long ways in life. Character. Character and integrity. That'll take you farther than people that just has all the success but bad attitudes, no no character, lack of integrity, don't love themselves, don't respect people, don't uplift people. And that would take you a long ways in life because that'll open doors for you in so many ways in life by the way you make people feel and when you're around certain people. And when I see A B. I see a guy that has never had character. And to be honest, people are saying yes, all these years, he's done this throughout his whole life basically. And really what has probably triggered that with AB is how he grew up, is his upbringing. What did he see in his childhood? What was he around, his environment? How was his, his childhood like? Because something is triggering him with how he's acting this way. because. No one acts this way just just because. No, something happened during his life life that he just doesn't know how to how to handle, how to face, and he needs help because I feel like he needs help in some way. And to be honest, it's just it's sad to see because he's done this everywhere he's been from college, from the NFL with Pittsburgh, and then with the Raiders. New England, and now with the Buccaneers. And on Sunday, this was the first time that the world has seen him at this way on camera. On camera, we all seen it. You know, and now we pretty much have seen with our own two eyes what AB does behind the camera as well. He's a handful. He's a great talent. But, and I feel like in a way, well, how sports is... If you have a great talent and you have a gift at doing something, people, people always give you a bypass, basically. Basically, if this guy can help me win games, win championships, I don't care. If he got a bad attitude, no character, lacks integrity, I don't care. I get him and see what happens. Hopefully he'll change with us. And 10 times out of 10 times, he's not going to change because no matter where a person is, who he really is, is always going to come out eventually. If he's a bad person, he's a butt to people. Eventually, over time, it's going to show. He's a butthole. He's rude. He doesn't care. He doesn't care how people feels. And with AB, he's a great talent, man. Great talent. But he is. His head has never been in the right place. His mind, like it's always just something, and he's always points the finger at the people, at the media, at someone else. But instead of being a man, Ab, you gotta point to yourself. Accountability. You are a grown man. If you need help, bro, go see a I don't a therapist. Something. Talk to it, something. You need to talk to a counselor. You need help. Because this is beyond football, it's bigger than football, in my opinion. He needs help because he's been doing this too long. And I feel like the NFL should not give him a bypass no more. No, he's had past opportunities, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, probably so many chances with all he's done, go to his resume, with just, with with towards women, towards his coaches, And to be honest, he basically stabbed Tom Brady in the back. Tom Brady allowed this man to stay in his house with Tom Brady's family, his wife, his kids staying at his house, giving this man a bed to sleep on, somewhere to take a shower, somewhere where he could rest, a place. And you did Tom Brady like this? If I'm Tom Brady, I feel disrespected because all I did for you then you basically just going to throw the deuces up on me and the team and leave us like that. And I feel like with all NFL teams watching that and seeing what he did, they will be a fool to uh, to pick him up. I, I don't care about his talent. This is bigger than football. He just embarrassed the franchise like they didn't care. He basically just got tissue and wiped his butt and threw it in their faces. That's what he did. Antonio Brown. That's what he did, people. Yes, great talent, but no integrity, no character. None of that. That would take you a long ways in life. Having integrity and character will open doors that you never thought would open because how you make people feel. Networking, being the difference, being a light in someone's life. That's not AB. And I'm thinking, what is he going to do after football? What is he going to do? Because. Well, people seeing how you treated people they don't want to help you. Why would I want to help somebody that had tripped has, tri- has tri- uh, made me feel like a butthole, like feel low, treated me bad throughout my whole life, throughout the years. I don't want to help him. I would never help him. Why? Because he's a bad person. People don't want to help someone that makes them feel bad or just low. That's not how it works. Building relationships, meaning. You make people feel good. You uplift people. You be the difference in someone's life. You be that light. That that light. Don't be a distraction. Be a peacemaker. And he's not that person. He's just someone. He's a headache. He's a cancer, and you can't trust him. He's like um, he just someone that just can't be trusted. And I've never seen a a receiver or a player do what he did on Sunday. I've never seen that. And now with the Buccaneers at the team, I don't know if they can go back to the Super Bowl. I hope they do, because I'm a diehard Tom Brady fan. I would never bet against Tom Brady because he's that guy. He's the GOAT and he's my favorite player of all time in the football world. Yes. But I will say this what not having Antonio Brown, not having that receiver that can t- that can that can just give the defense problems a deep threat now. It's going to be harder because God was out with a torn ACL. A.B. B's gone. And with Mike Evans, he's still not 100%. For that out right now, hopefully he comes back. And so it's a lot of receivers that hasn't really been in that situation right now. So you got to see how are they going to play in the playoffs when defenses play better or when there's more pressure. Palms get sweaty. You know, you see what's going to happen, people. So we got to see what happens. But back to A.B., a B, get just get some help, bro. Get some help. Chris J is asking you for get some help. Because at the end of the day, you have a family, you have kids, and you have a mom, you have a probably a girlfriend, whatever the case may be, a a a family. You made your family look embarrassing. If I was your son, then I'd be embarrassed to call you my daddy. My dad are doing this, a grown man on national wide TV at acting like he's in the fifth grade, a a spoiled child, because I ain't getting my way. I ain't getting my way. Now, I did hear the reason why A.B. did go in the game, because he had a sore ankle, a hurt ankle that has batted him the whole season about. I heard that he told Bruce Aarons he didn't want to go in the game because his ankle hurts. So, A.B. didn't go in. Eric asked him to go in. He refused because he had a sore ankle. And Bruce Aaron said, if you don't go in, lead the team. And A.B., that's what he did. He took his pads off and threw the deuces up and left. Now, if that's true, I would say, okay, I I feel A.B. If I'm hurt, if if I'm injured and I can't go, I ain't going in. But this kind of got me, though. So you didn't want to go in because your ankle was hurting. But you ran to the locker room like nothing was hurting you. You just ran Took his shirt off. just I don't know. But if that's true, hey, I I'm, maybe he could have did it a, a different way. Told, told Bruce Aarons, hey, coach, I'm not feeling it. Like, my ankle is not where I thought it would be. Like, just give me a couple possessions on the sideline where I can stretch my ankle out, go to the locker room real quick. Then I'll come back. It's how you communicate. And I feel like A.B., he didn't communicate it right. Because just not going in the game, I ain't going in. ain't going in. ain't going in. Why are you going in? You have to clarify that with people. Explain yourself. You have to say, what's causing you? I can't go in right now because my ankle is not there. Then boom. And I'm pretty sure Bruce Aarons would have understood. You have to communicate the right way. It's how you communicate with people. You have to tell people what's going on. What's the problem? And I feel like AB probably didn't do that. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Right? But right now, he is not on the team. And he did lose the bonus. He would have had a couple bonuses coming his way if he would have had a touchdown, some more receiving yards, that that and the third. But hey, he didn't get it. I guess A.B. A- feels like I have plenty of money, even though he's lost the bag plenty of time in, in, in his career with, with the Raiders. He turned down $30 million dollars. $30 million. Turn it down with the Raiders. I don't want it. And now this. So if he is blowing bags and blowing money, I guess he got plenty of money. That he feel like, I don't need no more cash. I'm A-B. I'm straight. I'm doing what I do. I'm like, okay, A-B. Do what's best for you. Now, I'm sticking to, I'm sticking to the NFL. First off, people, the playoffs are about to kick off soon. The playoffs are, are about to start. And I believe the playoffs start, I believe, January the, I think the 16th, 17th, 15th, one of those days, is coming up. And right now, you got the AFC, the NFC. This playoffs is going to be very interesting, people. Very interesting. I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to name all the seeds right now from first to seventh. The Titans are number one seed, 11-5, first in the AFC South. The Kansas City Chiefs, they are 11-5, first in the AFC West. The Cincinnati Bengals, a big statement went over the Chiefs this past Sunday. They are 10-6, one that AFC North. The Buffalo Bills, 10-6, they are first in the AFC East. The New England Patriots, they are 10-6, second in the AFC East. So the AFC is like, is it? there are some teams that's, that's very is very interesting. 6 the Colts, 9 and 7, second in the AOC South. They are a dangerous football team and right now 7 is the Los Angeles Chargers, 9 and 7, AFC West, but they have to win this uh, this upcoming Sunday versus the Raiders because say if they lose, you're out the playoffs. So they have to win because they have not clinched yet. And I believe that the Colts, I don't think they've clinched yet either. But they have to win as well. I believe so. But we shall see what happens. Now I'm gonna think to the, the ALC for a second. The ALC is really interesting because, in my opinion, it's like there's so many teams. They're in the same bubble because the Chiefs, yes, they have the experience. They've been there, done that. They're they're the back-to-back ALC champions. Yes, in the ALC, I will say this though. But when I see the matchups with how the teams like the Bills match up with them. Because they can score with them. Joe Barrow, Jamar Chase, this high power offense, they can play with the Chiefs head-to-head. The offenses match. The Buffalo Bills, they are very interesting because they are a problem for the matchup. Josh Allen, this team, digs. they got a really good team. Very good team. And and they blew the Chiefs out earlier this year. Blew them out. So they match it really good. And you have the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are a good defensive team, but me personally, I don't believe that a rookie quarterback of Mac Jones in the playoffs is going to make much noise. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. The Colts, they are a team that can run the football. They can establish the run, meaning they establish the run. They can eat the clock up and throw time on possession. And if Carson Wentz. Don't turn the ball over. Be a game manager. The Colts are a team that's very dangerous. Because Jonathan Taylor, he's an MVP candidate. He is, he is something special. Mama, there goes that man. Now, the Chargers, the LA Chargers, I think they may be one. If they keep the seventh seed, I believe they are one of the most dangerous seventh seeds maybe in the history of the NFL. Because we've seen them put the teeth twice. And in my opinion... They beat, Chief the first game, but the game in LA, I feel like the Chargers should have won that f- a football game because going for every fourth down and not taking points that came at the bite them. But how they match up is very scary because Justin Herbert and this t- offense, they can play with anybody offensively. Now sometimes they beat themselves. They're a young football team. They have to learn, but just the matchup. If the if, if if the Chiefs play the Chargers in the first round, wild card, wild card round, that'll be a matchup that's very interesting. That'll be a team that the Chiefs could lose to. Not saying they will, but they can. And of course, the Tennessee Titans, man. Think about Tennessee. They've been battling injuries all season with Derrick Henry, AJ, AJ Brown, who they'll be in in that lineup of people. Derrick Henry. It's only bad for the playoffs. How it's looking? If I, I'm Tennessee, beat the Texans this Sunday. Get the Bowie. Get the Bowie. You beat them, and then try to give Derrick Henry some more time to come by the playoffs. Cause so just having Derrick Henry on the field, that's a plus. Cause he's a he's a factor. He he can be used in so many ways. He, he can change the change the game in a blink of an eye. So having Darren Henry would be a great luxury to have. So we have to see what happens. So we right now I don't really know who, who who has the edge in the AFC. I want to say the Chiefs, but when I see the Buffalo Bills me, me personally I think the Buffalo Bills can beat the Chiefs in a playoff game. I just do. I really do because when when I think when I see Joe Burrow, Josh Allen You have Justin Herbert, and you have Patrick Mahomes. All these quarterbacks are really good, and I don't really see a big gap. Like, Patrick Mahomes, yes, he's a great quarterback, but I don't see much of a gap between Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Barrow. I don't see much of a gap. I'm like, people be like, oh, my God, he just, I mean, the gap is so, no, it's not. Like, how? Like, they, and all these quarterbacks are young. So they could be a roadblock for Patrick Mahomes for quite some time in these years because all these quarterbacks are in their early 20s. So they're planning to the lead about 10 to 15 more years, period. And so right now, the AFC, I, would, I mean, I believe the Chiefs would be favored to come out of the AFC, but it's not a guarantee because how these matchups because I'm looking like this. I feel like this year might be the year – that we have a different team come out of the AFC. Because watching the Chiefs play, that secondary is not strong. And then, yes, they had won seven, eight, seven eight games in a row. But they had beat some bad teams. You beat the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders ain't all that. Uh, I mean, you beat the Broncos. Uh, you beat Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers playing because Rodgers had not been vaccinated. Or caught COVID, so and and you played without our Rodgers, had Jordan Love, eh. so I mean, I mean, I mean, they beat some teams, but it's it really hasn't been team and the Giants, eh. it, it just been certain teams that yeah they've been winning, but it's not they beat a lot of bad teams, you know, it just like some of those. Win versus certain team was not impressive to me. They beat bad teams that they should have beat. Period, because they're the Chiefs. So right now, but when I see this season, you Tennessee beat the Chiefs. The Chargers beat them one time. They should have beat them twice. The Bills beat them, and now, and now, the Bengals beat them. So, it, so you really see the, the thing about the Chiefs. Who have they really beaten that's good this year? Because the top team that's in the playoffs, let's be honest, they lost to. You've lost to the Bengals. You've lost to the Bills. You've lost to the Titans. you lost to the Chargers the first game. And you should have lost the second game to them. And I'm looking like, I mean, who have they really beaten that's good? So, I mean, to be honest, all this notion that they are just the best team in the AFC cutthroat, no, it's not. You're crazy. Because I wouldn't be shocked if one of those teams beat the Chiefs. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't go back to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm just saying. I call it how I see it. I call it how I see it, people. Because Jamar Chase put a number on them guy, A number on them. He embarrassed them. They should feel ashamed of themselves. 266 receiving yards. Three touchdowns. It was a third and 27. And he just... Made a play because he's a bad shut your mouth, he's something special. And so, the AFC, right now, I would say one of these three teams come out of AFC. One of these three teams, I'm gonna say maybe four, three. I'll say, I'll say four, I'll say four, four teams. One of these four teams coming out of the AFC, the Chiefs. The Bills, the Titans, or the Bengals. One of those four teams are coming out. And the reason why I didn't say the Colts, because it's like this. I understand they got Jonathan Taylor. But in the playoffs, teams are going to stack the box. And they're going to force Carson Wentz to beat them. And I'm not a to believe in Carson Wentz. I don't trust Carson Wentz. Because in the playoffs, he's going to have to win you a game. He's going to have to win you a game because a smart team is going to take away the run and stop Taylor or try to contain him. So that's going to happen. The Chargers are a good team, but they make too much mistakes. They're very young still, too many mistakes, and I, and I don't think they'll make a deep playoff run. And we'll see, can they make make the playoffs first, just saying, but either the Chiefs, the Bills, the Titans, or the Bengals will come out the AFC because those four teams, it's it's just a toss-up. You don't know. And then with KC, if, they, if the Titans win this Sunday, Kansas City would not have home field advantage. The past couple seasons, they've had the home field advantage. This year, they had to go on the road. And this year, they had to play from wild card. From first, second, third. So basically, you got to win three games to go to the Super Bowl. Winning two games and three games is very different. It's not the same. And you got a team that had nothing to lose. It's gonna be something, people. Just call it how I see it. I call it how I see it. Why? Because I know what I'm talking about. Because I'm Chris J, people. I'm Chris J. All the sports that loves me back with a passion. And so it's just gonna be very interesting to see what's gonna happen. Because um it just this playoff run is very different. It's very different. I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen, what's gonna transpire because I wouldn't be shocked if KC just doesn't go. It just wouldn't behoove me. It just wouldn't surprise me with this uh, what what's going on and, what, and what's transpiring this year. Now I'm going to the NFC people. The one seed, the Green Bay Packers, they clinched. Number one seed. regardless, 13-3, first in NFC North. The Rams are 12-4, first in NFC West. The Buccaneers are 12-4, first in NFC South. The Cowboys are 11-5, first in NFC. NFC East, the Arizona Cardinals just beat Dallas. They are second in the NFC West. The Eagles are nine and seven. They are second in the NFC East, and uh, they are the um. You have the 49ers right now, nine and seven. They're in the mix to succeed. So right now, you have some some teams that are in the mix, very in the mix. So it's very interesting with what's going to happen. So I'm I'm very interested in seeing. Now, I will say this. This is gonna be very interesting because you have the Rams, you got the Rams, 12 and 4, you got the Bucks, you got the Cowboys, you got the Cardinals, you got the Eagles, you got the 49ers, um, obviously Green Bay. Now, Green Bay has home field advantage. So no matter what, teams gonna have to get a win in Green Bay and Lambeau Field. And in Lambeau Field right now, I mean, Lambeau and Green Bay gets like 10, 9, 2 degrees, negative 5 degrees. It gets very cold. So a team's going to have to come to the frozen tundra and beat Green Bay and Lambeau. It was done last year, but I do think Green Bay is a much better team this year. I believe last year with losing, with how they lost, I believe they're a better team this year because they have, they have a better run game. And Aaron Rodgers, he's playing... Probably at an MVP level again. You have Devontae Adams. They have a great team. You have the two Aaron's that's, that's in the back making stuff happen Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. So this team is very lethal. But I still think they're beatable because I've seen games where they let teams like the, uh, the Ravens out Lamar Jackson. Certain teams that they should have maybe lost to. But. but they find ways to win, but I don't. I just can't guarantee that Green Bay is going to the Super Bowl. And with the Rams, the Rams are clicking. But people, I don't trust. Can we trust Matt Stafford in the playoffs? We don't know that yet because Matt Stafford has done nothing in the playoffs. He has not won a game in the playoffs. So how can so right now we don't know how Matthew Stafford is going to be in the playoffs. We don't know that right now because if if I'm booking it. I'm going by resume and history. Matt Stafford has done nothing in the playoffs. Just saying. And now with the Cowboys, the Cowboys are the fourth seed. The Cowboys haven't really beaten no elite team this year because all the teams that's that's been elite that they, they lost to. Lost to the Bucks. You lost to the lost to the Chiefs. You lost to the uh to the um the Cardinals. They is certain teams they have not beat. I'm um, in like right now, I don't know in a playoff setting can they beat a really an elite team? And Dad Prescott, the past couple of weeks, he, he hasn't played his best football, he's been up and down, up and down. So, he hadn't really played like a guy that's making 75 million dollars this year. He's been very inconsistent, the defense has bailed him out. And when you're facing an elite quarterback like a Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a Kyler Murray, even a Matthew Stafford to a degree, they're gonna make you pay. So it's not gonna be easy. And so right now, I I don't know if I can trust Dallas right now. The, uh, to be honest, if I feel like if the seeds play the are the same, meaning the first round stays the same, same how it is currently, the, meaning. The Rams, the 2 seed, they face the Eagles. The Bucs face the 49ers. And the Cowboys face the Cardinals. I'm saying this right now. The Cardinals will beat Dallas in the playoffs. I believe it. I believe in a playoff heading game. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals over the Dallas Cowboys. I am. And then, obviously, I'm taking the Bucs over the 49ers. Because right now, first off, Jimmy G is hurt. And there is no way in a playoff game, I'm finna bet on a rookie that has not played not one playoff game, hasn't played most of the season. You think I'm betting versus him against Tom Brady? Man, no. No. Even though the 49ers the can run the football, establish the run, make plays with Samuel and that great run game, I'm not taking a quarterback that has not played in any playoff game. Jimmy G, he probably won't even play because he's hurt. And right now, he, he may come back, but I doubt it. So, I'm definitely not going to bet on a rookie quarterback that has no playoff experience versus, versus Tom Brady. No, bucks winning that, period. That, uh, that's it. That is it. And then, you have, so, Green Bay. Meaning, if the Seeds play the same way, that would basically mean that Green Bay would will, will face the Cardinals in the... In the division around and the both will play the Rams because they're a two and a three seed, so that would basically what that would that's what that would mean basically. And like I said, I don't care if it's in so far, I don't care, it's like this. I'm calling it how I see it in the playoffs. There is not a quarterback, I'm, I'm I'm not betting against Brady, I'm not doing it. The playoffs are different, it's not the same as the regular season, It's more at stake. You're getting teams best. And Matthew Stafford has to prove he can do it in the postseason because all this about Jared Goff, he got the Rams to a Super Bowl a couple of seasons ago, just saying. So he got them there. So can Matt Stafford get them there? Because the Super Bowl this year is in L.A. in SoFi, just saying. So we shall see what happens. But right now, my two – my – one of these three teams are coming out of Super Bowl out at, at the NFC. Either the Packers, the Bucks, or the Rams. One of those three teams. But I'm putting my money on the Bucks or the Packers. Green Bay should be the favorite because they've been the best team in the NFC all season. And then the Buccaneers are banged up. Are banged up. So we gotta see what happens. The Matthew Stafford had to prove himself in the playoffs. And that Prescott, I just don't trust him. And I don't think the Cardinals are there yet. I don't think the Cardinals will beat a Green Bay, in my opinion, because going going to Green Bay in that cold weather, this is not Arizona. That's a desert there. That's a snowstorm versus the desert. A snowstorm is very cold, so it's different. So we gotta see what happens. So I would say my two favorite, my t- two favorites out the NFC would be the Bucks and the Packers. And what if Tom Brady goes into Lambeau Field back-to-back seasons and beat Aaron Rodgers in his stadium, in his backyard, back-to-back seasons with no no Godwin, no AB, and hopefully Leonard Fournette comes back, but say he doesn't, outs multiple plays and still win? Man, whoo, you talking about a GOAT, you talking about a GOAT versus THE GOAT, for sure, Because he's already the GOAT. If he does this and go back to the Super Bowl, what he has, it's just the GOAT. The GOAT of all GOATs. Call it how I see it. TB12. And he going to do it again because Tom is that guy. People, I'm sorry for the energy, but I love Tom Brady. He's my guy. I've seen him do the impossible so many times. And I I have a feeling what happened with AB, with what happened, that's going to rally the Buccaneers. Because sometimes with certain stuff, you need to happen. Well, how went A.B. and how he quit on the team? That's going to rally Tom Brady, the receivers, this defense, and these players, the coaching staff. That's going to rally your team. That brings the team together. When, 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 when a player quits on you, that's going to rally the brotherhood even more. And that's why I believe the Buccaneers, when it's all said and done in NFC, they're going to get the last laugh. Because Tom Brady... He's going to do it. If Aaron Rod- and I will say this about Aaron Rodgers. If, if Aaron Rodgers does not get to a Super Bowl this year, this year, ha- after having home field advantage back to back seasons, man, this going to look bad for his legacy. I don't care. If he does not get back to a Super Bowl, he's had home field advantage back to back seasons throughout the throughout the playoffs in the NFC and don't get back you talking about a bash embarrassment he's going to get embarrassed there is no way you can lose back to back years and having a home field advantage but we shall see what happens people we shall see what happens now people I love football but basketball is my heart basketball is my heart so I gotta talk about a little about the NBA, not much, not too much. Cause I'm talk about football a lot today and what's going on. Then the playoffs coming up. Now, people, I'm gonna say this right now. Tonight, well, tonight, you know, well, I'll talk about LeBron James real quick. LeBron James, he's in obviously he's in year 19. He's in year 19. He is he is a, a player that just a, a player that's just different. He is great. Right now, my Lakers are 19 and 19, 18 in the Western Conference right now, and I'm saying this right now, people. LeBron James is playing at an MVP level in 19. You're 19. He's doing everything he can do. The guy's averaging 27 points, eight points a game, and seven and six. The guy is unbelievable. He's in year 19, playing like he's in year, I don't know, 14. He just a guy that's that's great to watch, a great joy to watch. LeBron James plays tonight versus the Kings. Hopefully, we can not get this victory and see what happened, people. Because right now, with what we've got, we're not a team that really can win a championship. I I don't think we're very good, even though we've not had players in the lineup like that. But because we're, I feel like we're too old. We can't defend. Not a good shooting team. We have um. I think Russell Westbrook is not a good fit. AD is not AD. He's always hurt, and he hasn't played like AD the past two years. His game has decreased. He's not been the same player. He just has no dog in in his body whatsoever. I want to talk about real quick about about my Lakers, about my Lakers people real quick. Why do we get rid of all all our young talent? Well, I think about Lonzo Ball. Caruso, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, seriously, like, I feel like when LeBron, when when a player like LeBron James, he's 37, he's older, he's old in basketball years, he has to surround himself around younger players. When I, when, when I think about, when I see what Chris Paul did, that was a chess move, Chris Paul went to Phoenix. Chris Paul knew that they are a young team on the rise. And with me, I'll make them better. I will make them even better than what they are because they're young. They're going to stay in my career even more. I I think about the Lakers. When I I think about certain players like AD and Ingram, Ingram averages about what AD averages in points. This season, Brandon Ingram is averaging like 23 points a game. AD is averaging 24. Like, like when I think about their averages, AD doesn't really, hasn't, the numbers are basically about the same. So, meaning like, so, AD's injury prone. Ingram is younger and not injury prone. And averages about the same number that AD does. And we traded... Kentavis Caldwell-Polk, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, in this point in Kyle Kuzma's career, Kyle Kuzma's young, he's in his 20s. He's better than than, than Carmelo Anthony. I don't care what anybody says. Melo is 37 years old. Yes, Melo's averaging like 13 points a game. He's shooting the three very well. But Kyle Kuzma averaging like 13 as well. And he plays better defense. And he rebounds. So why would we want to get rid of trade Kyle Kuzma and bring old Melo? Melo is a is a Hall of Famer, yes, but right now Melo in his career he's a role player. He's not better than Kyle Kuzma, Caruso. He's a he's a guy that that does the dirty work. He does a lot of stuff for the team. Kentavious Caldwell Pope, like Montrezl Harrell. Why do we get rid of all our young players that go old? Desk goes along with a bad GM. And LeBron James wanted some of those players. So I would, I'm would, i a Lakers fan, but LeBron deserves some of the blame. Rob Palenka should have told LeBron James, no, I'm not going old. We staying young. Because I feel like if we would have kept our young players like Lonzo Barr, see what he's doing now? You got to let players develop sometimes. And I feel like sometimes LeBron is impatient. He, he's impatient. I don't like young players. Bro, you're 37. You need young players around you because you're old. Because you can't carry a team how you once could. You can't do that no more. Watching the Lakers play, LeBron James runs out of gas. But Why? Because he's 37 years old. That's why he runs out of gas. He has the, about the most mileage in NBA history. I think third all time. Eventually, when you drive a car so many years, a car... And you have so many miles eventually it's not gonna ride the same you gotta and it's not gonna ride the same period it's not you gotta get sometimes get like a some some a new car not not but just have a new car to drive sometimes take the pressure off but when you're driving an old used car all the time eventually it's going to eventually not ride the same or eventually break down at the wrong time and that's what we're saying right now we can't defend the White Howard and people want to get caught up on the names we got all these future Hall of Famers first off Carmelo Anthony is past his prime he's a role player The Dwight Howard's a role player been past his prime AD he's 28 but he's an old 28 he's always hurt he's always hurt you have Wayne Ellington man Wayne Ellington yes he's okay but he played in Detroit. Hitting threes for the Pistons, hitting three for the Lakers is not the same. It's not the same. You have Kendrick Nunn, hasn't who hasn't played not one dribble this season. He's been hurt. A uh, Trevor Reza, he's old. He's not the same Trevor Reza that he once was in LA back in 09 and Houston. He's not the same Trevor Reza. And the list goes on. We have old players, we have senior citizens. Seriously. We have old players, man. We got old players. Old players that can't defend. One-dimensional. They're just spot-up shooters. And we have no good shooters. To be honest. Melo be hitting them. Yes. But Melo don't defend. Don't rebound. So, I'm just saying. We we traded young players to get old players that's one-dimensional. What sense is that? Oh you trade Kyle Kuzma? Get rid of Kyle Pope. Montrezl, Trey Ball, Trey Ingram, Trey Hart, Trey Crusoe. well, let them walk. Like seriously, if we would have kept some of these same players that's young and can play defense and often to make shots from the perimeter, we would be in a better predicament right now. But no, but no. LeBron, Rob Blinka, I love LeBron, but I call it how I see it because I'm real. Man, I want to go old man. I want these older men, older men, young men, young guys don't win championships like that. Just old players win. Bull crap. No, there is not a team that has won a straight championship against straight old players. When you're older, you got to have some young players too. When Boston won in 08, yes, Garnett, Pierce, Allen were older, but Rajon Rondo was young. You had Big David Davis. You had Tony Allen. You had young guys around the old guys to help them out. There is no team that's straight old and win championship NBA history. Stop it. It's not true. You need young guys around. You need a mixture of both. A mixture of both experience going along with the youth because the youth is going to see the experience and they're going to get better because they're surrounded around greatness in the environment. Period. That's how it works. So let Chris J be a genius for one day. I'll show you how to do it. LA, my team. People, happy Tuesday. People, three things. I'm about to leave. First off, New Year 2022. grind harder, do everything better, network more, grind harder. Do what you gotta do. Two, two, be consistent. Put content out, whatever you're doing, be consistent don't don't limit yourself. 3 Man just just be a dog, man. Got got to go get it. Make it happen. People, happy Tuesday. I'm your boy Chris J. I love y'all. Tell your friend, tell a girlfriend, tell your mom, your dad whoever. I'm out. Peace.